VoiceAmerica.com. Eddie George Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo! What's going on, people? Long time, no talk to and all that good stuff. It's been a minute. I think the last time I've uh, had the live show, I did the one on uh, January the 8th, but I wasn't able to talk to you guys. I was in New Orleans at the time, but, man, it feels good. I missed y'all, man. Gosh, it's been, you can't stay away for too long. You know, I've been on the road and everything, so it's been a great year starting off of the new year, 2008. First of all, let me say Happy New Year to everybody. I know it's uh, 21, 21 days into it, but Happy New Year, officially, from me. Ah, man, I missed you guys. Last two weeks of my life have uh, been pretty good. Uh, like I said, I was in New Orleans for the national championship. My heavens, my boys. The Buckeyes, oh, man, they, they came out with a lot of emotion. You know, they, they sure did. They came out focused and ready, ready to rock and roll. But, man, them boys from LSU put it on us, man. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Live, it wasn't pretty. For those of you that, that didn't see the game and you were an Ohio State fan, you didn't miss much. And I will say this, though. Beanie Wells is a phenomenal football player, absolute beast. He will be one of the great running backs to ever come through that school when his when his career is all said and done. Great performance by him. But overall, man, you know, I'm just going to say this and, and end it here, that um, Ohio State, we have speed, but not enough of it. And we have to recruit not just to be Big Ten champions, but to be national champions. And by that, we've got to go out and get the right players, but also put them in better a better position. I felt as though during the course of that game, our coaching staff could make the adjustments like they could make them last year because they're not used to seeing that type of, of football in the Big Ten. I mean, you tell me, are you going to see that same type of offense or the same type of uh, creativity offensively in the Big Ten? And you, you just can't think you you, you, you got you have to prepare for it. So. I think Rich Rodriguez going to Michigan will solve all that because he's going to bring that type of style, that innovative offensive mindset to the Michigan uh, football team, and I think it's going to change things. So that's my thought on the national championship game. And I'm over it. I'm hurting still. I have to deal with the whole SEC deal, and, hey, you know, it is what it is. But Bob was down in New Orleans, in case uh, you guys didn't, Time catch up on the um, radio show that I did from there. I went there and had the opportunity to uh, visit New Orleans from a tourist perspective and walk around the French Quarter and see how how vibrant it is and how alive it is and 
the city is back, you know. It was totally clean, looked like nothing was untouched, and it wasn't. You know, there was no uh, no flooding there, no major damage there. It just looked like it was untouched. The city was was alive and booming, you know. That's that's the perception that I had initially when I was walking around the French Quarter. You know, walked around and got the history. I was on a tour guide and with the tour guide, and she was just telling me all the, the history, the backstory of New Orleans and all the the fine art and the music and the the how it's, it's eclectic in terms of the different cultures from Italian, French, German, um, African, and, and and how it's a melting pot for that. And, you know, it was just so enlightening, and I really really appreciated that you know that tour. And, and I hope you guys uh, when you listen to it uh, from January eighth, you know, it was a really good great show, and just. 15 minutes east of the French Quarter was a totally different story. I mean, I, I wish I could uh, have, you know, I wish you could have been there because just to see it up close and personal, is, is, it, it weighs heavy on you emotionally. And what I covered was just a, a, a grain of, of sand in a desert. I mean, you know, driving under the bridge, you'll see tents of, of families and of people. It looked like a city under a bridge because they were homeless. Not because they, they don't have uh, jobs or anything. These people have money but no place to live. And the people of New Orleans, they're so attached to New Orleans. And that's their home, and they're not going to leave. But... I had a chance to go into the Ninth Ward where most of the devastation happened and talk to a few of the people. And, you know, it just, it just, it was just, it's just hard to, to, to hear the stories of how hard it is to get back on their feet again and how they're paying taxes on land that they don't, on homes that aren't, don't even exist. They're paying light bills still and just the small little things to get back on their feet. And the underlining story that I got was in our society, you know, um, there are thousands and thousands of cities that have had Katrina's there. Not just in New Orleans, but New York City, in Nashville, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Cleveland. I mean, you you go down the line; they've had their all. They've all had their disasters, and people are still struggling in the society. And it just makes me wonder about our our great government and how we're able to go overseas to Dubai and help them build their economy overnight without an instance. But getting still in our own backyard, people are still struggling. I mean, it looked like the devastation happened just yesterday. That's how, how strong and pointed it was. So that was just a little recap of, of what I did down in New Orleans and, and the people that I met. You know, I want to send a shout-out to to all the families down there that may be listening today um, from, from the program. Also, soon coming up, there will be a video stream of the show that I did from New Orleans uh, coming up on Radio by George. Hopefully they'll be up pretty soon so you guys can download that, look at it. And my little home, my, my, my little side side sideline or uh, my reporting skills. <laughs> but it was good. I enjoyed that this past week. Whew, my mind is fried, man. I tell you what, you know, I um, I'm going back to school to, to get my MBA. 
and I started at Kellogg, you know, uh, Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern. I spent the entire week in Chicago, and initially I'm thinking, you know, going into the program that it's going to be one that I can like, ease into it, and, you know, they're going to take their time with us, you know, getting back into the groove of school. Man, I was in a rude, for a rude awakening. Ah, man, I was studying, literally, eight thirty to nine thirty at night. I mean, just the, just the workload that's put on you. But I will say this: we had a lot of fun, though. You know, uh, I got to send a shout out to all my new uh, EMP EMP seventy six classmates, my team, the B team specifically that may be listening today. You know, um, it was it was good. It was a, it's a diverse group from different backgrounds, from the banking industry to a doctor, a lawyer, entrepreneurs. I mean, it is a a, a diverse group, and it's it's just interesting because you just hear about the uh, well, you, you you get a different perspective on life and and business solutions and business problems from people from Belgium to Australia, from India. I mean, it's just it's just amazing, and uh, the and the learning is is done within the group that you're around. Is is really what you bring to the table and what you get from them is not so much as you know reading in a book. Is the experience that you bring and the perspective that you share where you learn from, and it is a great program. I'm really excited about it. The next two years, I'll be I'll be doing that every other weekend, going to Chicago. And uh, it's just a great, great, great program. Special shout-out to, to all the faculty members at Kellogg. You made it in the first-class affair, and it was, it was just great. Ah, man, and that was my two weeks. Got back home, back in the sanctuary, coming to you live right now. And uh, it, feels, it feels good to be back home for a split second because tomorrow I head out to Arizona, for the Moms Challenge finale. And we want to announce the winner uh, and our MVP. And please, also, I want you guys to um, say a prayer for uh, a mother that had heart surgery. I'm not going to reveal her name. But uh, she had heart surgery. She's in good spirits. And, you know, if it wasn't for her putting herself in position to be open to a new lifestyle, um, she would have, you know, uh, it could have been disastrous, but I'm glad that they found the problem, the issue, and, and worked it all out. But moving right along, I want to say a happy uh, MLK Day. And um, Martin Luther King is, you know, he's the man. He he has done so much for us um, in terms of keeping our vision alive and, 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 and just where we are right now um, from the, the time that, that he delivered that, that strong speech and he departed in this physical life. How has that impacted us to today? You know, um, you look at Genesis 6, and you, it makes you wonder. Situations like that, the I'm in situation, makes you wonder uh, just where we are. How far have we come? Have we made any, um, I guess, that closed the gap on that racial divide? You know, this, this country was founded practically on those on those on those values you know and we're still trying to we got to continue to chop the wood and, and work at it work at it at closing that gap but our topic of the day is uh is just that uh, martin luther king and also 
the question is, was Martin Luther King a metrosexual? You know, it's kind of funny when you think about it. I mean, it's a metrosexual thing. I mean, I, I, I mention that because I hear from so many guys and girls that, you know, you're a metrosexual. What, what is that? What the hell is a metrosexual? Who came up with that term? You know, if you get your nails done at, the, at, the, at a nail salon, does that make you metrosexual? Or if you clean your ears, does that make you metrosexual? If you dress nice, I don't understand that. But we're going to have bring on our, our resident guest, our, our doctor, Dr. A.G., in a minute when we come back. But uh, please think about that when you're listening right now. Call in. Let me know what you think. And uh, I'll talk to you on about two minutes. So stick around. I expect to hear from you all. Let me know Peace. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. The Cherry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Cherry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Cherry Douglas Show. Join Cherry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Cherry Douglas Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. Ah, yes, I'm just trying to decompress here for a moment. It feels good to be back home. But anyway, 
back on our topic of the day, the metrosexual. What is that nebulous term? The metrosexual, what does that mean? There's heterosexual, and obviously there's homosexual. There's also bisexual, but heterosexual, I don't know what that means. I guess I'm taking offense to it because I've been, my wife called me that, and I'm like, why? You know, because I, I, I get, my, you know, manicures and pedicures. Other men get it. You know, is that, you like nice things, you have to be cla- in that class. You know, so I asked Tim Brown, who I, ha- I, have, who I do a show with on Pro Football Preview every week. I said, Tim, do you get your nails done? He says, yes. So, so would you classify yourself as a metrosexual? He says, absolutely not. I'm like, why? I mean, don't guys that get their nails done, aren't they metrosexuals? I mean, I don't understand. So I guess here to help me with that and also to talk about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King is our resident doctor, Dr. Ag. Dr. Ag on Radio by George. Hi, everybody. Hey, Betty. Hey, what's up, girl? Um, everything is good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Long time, no hear, no see, whatever. Happy uh, New yeah. Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Yeah, yeah. How's everything? Everything's good. I'm actually looking forward to our conversation today and talking about uh, n- uh, new men and metrosexual and, and see if we can get some callers to call in and talk about their how they uh, set themselves up and beautify yeah. themselves and those kinds of things. And also interested in talking about the legacy of Dr. King. I know they're kind of two kind of divergent yeah, conversations. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, we could always talk about was Dr. Martin Luther King a metrosexual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we could tie it together. <laughs> right, but, right. You well, know, you know what? I, actually, there, I just actually have, um, I just got done uh, doing some prep work for the NAACP, preparing for some Dr. Martin Luther King speeches that are happening all over the mm-hmm. country today, I'm about to head, the minute I hang up this phone call, I'm headed into the San Francisco Civic Center to do okay. uh, a teach-in as part of Martin Luther King Day. But one of the conversations I was having with my pastor out here in San Francisco, Reverend Brown, uh, we were talking about the idea of men in politics mm. and how polished they have to look. Now, they've mm. always had to look polished, but right. you, you can accept something more from a good-looking man like Dr. Martin Luther King you know, kind of, uh, you know, fresh cut, you know, hair faded just so. You know, if yeah. he had been a, a scraggly-looking guy, if he didn't look as fit and stately right. as he did, um, it, it, people might not have followed him. That, that is true. I mean, it, you look there's at... There's something to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's it. I mean, you look at the president, uh, the, pres- the past presidents of the, of the United States, you have to look the part. Yeah, you do. You know, you really do. I mean, a lot of it goes... You, you, a lot of it is what you say and your, your actions and all that, but... People um, will vote for someone if they look good. Yeah, they do. You know, um, and so, so Hillary Clinton really doesn't have a chance over Barack in that regard. Well, well I was just about <laughs> to say, I don't, I don't know about politically yeah. who's going to win out, but you know, yeah. Barack Obama, you got this, you know, uh, beautiful man, tall man. Yeah. Um, he kind of fits the bill. And I remember when Hillary was in office with her husband, and she cut her hair, and it was a big deal. You know what yeah. I mean? And how about yeah. how she wore hair? So men get somewhat of a pass, and if you have a man that's, you know, grooming his face and, and, and you know, making sure that his, his outfit is just so, you know, he's going to get a certain level of attention, uh, you know, and even following like you. I think, Eddie, if you looked a little bit different, people might not be listening in today. You know what? That is true. That, might, <laughs> that is very true. I mean, it, it kills me because, you know, God, some people say, you know, well, why are you going to go get, your, go get a manicure? I'm like, okay, if I shake your hand and, and, and sever your tendon, right. um, 
Well, did you have a problem with that? Or, yeah, with, 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 yeah with, with, if I shake somebody's hand and I got, I got food under my fingernails, and, you know, that's not cool. I mean, I guess right. that's cool. That's what men do, I guess. Right. You know, you you know, know what I think, too, Eddie? I think it has to do with having, um, you know, being well-groomed and well-polished, but I think that, uh, that people want it to be seamless, right? They don't want to yeah. know how it gets done. They don't want to know that you got a facial. They don't want to know that you go to the spa at the Luxor instead of just work out at the gym. They just want to see it, uh, see it, uh, see you look good when they see it. Yeah, it, 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 that that it kills me. It really, it really kills me. And the guys that uh, inquire about it, you say, "Oh, you're metrosexual." They do it too. Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on, man, it's, it's crazy. But um, before we get into that topic, you know, we want to talk about uh, the legacy of Martin Luther King and his impact. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you know, uh, on the USA Today. Uh, it says, 40 years after the riots, King's vision unfinished. Right. You know, I don't, I don't personally, that his vision will, will never, ever, uh, it will always go on. Right. You know, it will, it will never die. It's something that uh, his legacy will always continue as long as we continue to chop the wood and continue to work at it. Mm-hmm. And that's how the vision and his legacy will always continue. I don't know if there will ever be a situation where we're all um, all on one, the same page. We always agree because we all come from diverse backgrounds and we all have different values, and and that's what makes the world work, I guess. You know, but um, in terms of, of peace and understanding and communication, that's where we can be better at. Right. You know. Like you said, I agree that I don't think we're going to ever get to a place where we can say, okay, reevaluate King's dream and we can check off that we did everything he he had in store for us because if he were here today, he would have been 79 last Tuesday. Wow. Uh, He would have been 79 last Tuesday, and I assure you we would have still been seeking his counsel, Um, and there would have been a lot of things that he would have um, been happy about. You know, we're not sitting on the back of the bus. Schools aren't segregated, but he said he'd have some questions about things like what went on in, in, in Jenna, Louisiana, and he'd have some questions about um, what's going on with this subprime mortgage crisis. You know, mm-hmm. um, he'd have some questions uh, that would be hard to answer right now in light of what his dream is. And so, each one of us has our responsibility to do what we can to kind of make the world a better place, but also not just you know uh, holding hands. We are the world, taking good care of our neighbors, but you know to kind of. Ask for equity in you know in in economics and in employment and in housing uh, and in healthcare and so yeah I think he'd still be working uh, seventy nine years old he wouldn't be able to retire uh, anytime soon because we still have a lot of work to do you know in my mind um, the thing the only thing that's really changed doc is that is that the the attitude is is not as blatant you know uh-huh. obviously. Um, well, you know, we're not sitting on the back of the bus. Where we can still we can go any place in some places um, and eat at a diner and and be accepted and all that. But like you said, structure wise, yeah. infrastructure is still not set up for um, poor blacks or poor in general um, uh, to to be successful. You well, know, and you know uh, what? Yeah. It's climbing up the ranks too. It's not just it's not just poor. It's not just poor blacks. You now have people who are in uh, working in Fortune 500 companies, but the salaries are disparate in pay between what a black executive might make compared to what a white executive might make. Yeah. You may have a black person that's working in a um, 
in a pharmaceutical industry, and their sales quota may have to be more than the sales quota for somebody who is, is non-black. Um, and so it, Jim Crow is, is, you know, alive and well, and Dr. King's um, uh, a nephew uh, talks about this quite well, that, that it's not just, uh, you know, Jim Crow of, the, of the, the old days. He's kind of put on a new suit and, you know, and, and, mm. and kind of shined himself up, and, and some of these... these um, Inequity still exists, and and Eddie, I, I you know, hope I'm not putting you on the on the um, on front street here, but being in your position and your role that you're in, do you feel like you get an idea of what like the average American experiences, maybe through your family experiences or things that you hear? How do you know? How do you get an idea of what's really going on? Because when you walk in, the door is open. You know what I mean? You have restaurants, your name is on it. You know how do how do you get an idea of what's really going on in the U.S.? That's a great question. Um, I do, I mean, my family, um, like my mother, my sister, I, it, they they struggle. They they still they still struggle to to try to find um, a decent job that pays well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, personally, from my perspective, I, I'm I'm looked at as the athlete. Right. You know, uh, and, and that's it. I mean, I, I'm put in a silo. It opens up doors, but. I've, I've, and that's the, the the impetus behind me going back to the school to expand my network, to expand my mind, to stretch my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just talking about football. Right. I'm talking about uh, business deals. I'm talking about um, cre- creating opportunities outside of that. You right. know. So it, it, it's it's still there. I guess the stigma is still still there um, on me is just being. The athlete that you know has some success in, in football, and, and that's that. And that, in that regard, you know, it's still it's still a ceiling there. I mean, right. a lot of opportunities aren't aren't given to me either. Right. You know, um, it's, it's still you look at at some black athletes that are playing uh, in, in the NFL today. Right. Not, not not just on the pay scale. You know, um, you look at the quarterback position. You know, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning. You know they they are the face of the NFL. You right. know you look at with Donovan, he's gotten opportunities, but not as much as a, a white quarterback, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? I do. And, it's just, and again, it's, it's not it's not a racial thing, right? But it's, it's more of a relationship type of thing. Well, you know, in terms of that, my husband and I were looking at some old playing cards that he had. What do they call trading cards? Mm-hmm. And most of them were basketball, some were football. But it was really interesting. As he went through the basketball cards, there were a whole bunch of African American players. And I go, "Who's this guy?" And he goes, "Oh, he used to be good." And who's this guy? And he used to be good. But then if it be a, sometimes it would be a white player, and he goes, "Oh, that guy's the coach of the the Knicks, or that yeah. guy's the coach of the such and such, or that's the, the coach of so and so, or he's at UK, or he's at this college." Or he, I mean, it was it was amazing. And I mean, we just kept going through and going through. And I was looking for a black coach. I, there were some black commentators yeah. that used to be players, yeah. but there were a whole bunch of coaches uh, that came out of the ranks of the. This was the NBA particularly, but I didn't see the the same number for the black. The black players, you know, so we, you know, we got some work to do to kind of no even question. the playing field in, in you know, in these areas uh, where we're seeing high visibility of, of, of people of color, but we want to see them not just on the sidelines, but in the front office and in the executive office and those kinds of things. No, I mean, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, you look at, and especially in, in the football, in football, uh, the sport, the college football, um, there are, I guess, I, I forgot the percentage, but I guess it's about 2% of the head coaches are black. 
Wow. <laughs> you know, um, you have you have uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Gil, um, in 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 Buffalo. He plays. Uh-huh. He's coaching in Buffalo. You also have uh, the head coach out in Washington. Um, you got excuse me, I'm, I'm lost for my my thought on the names, but my point is there aren't enough of us in those positions, and and we were trying to get there. We're trying to to go uh, to get to uh, be in position to get it, and a, a lot of it is is based off of relationships and who the ads of of these schools feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a shame because there we can raise the whole the issue and and all of that, and it's a shame because you want that opportunity, but it's just not given. It's not so. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more about the, the legacy of Dr. King, the metrosexual, and call in. Let me hear your thoughts about what we're talking about today. This is pretty much an open forum. We'll talk about that more in a minute, y'all. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. Voice America. You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. That's right, you heard the number. So, if you feel like you want to chime in on the conversation, or if you want to find out what a metrosexual is, or if you are one, if you aren't one, if you disagree, mm-hmm. uh, call in, please. But before we went off, Dr. Ag, you were, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about black, black head coaches. Right. And college football. Yeah, and I was so impressed with you uh, quoting that number 
about the percentages, the statistics for black coaches in college, only 2.6% yeah. of uh, African-American, uh, only 2.6% of, uh, of head coaches are African-American, yeah. and uh, compared to 32.7% of all of the players on the field are, are black. Um, so you can see the great disparity there, and there's only one in all of New England in the NCAA. So, um, so that you know, you can see the disparities right there. Uh, and and kind of getting into our conversation, what we're talking about. Uh, I was working when I was at UC Berkeley, and I was doing these career classes with our pro pro athletes, or actually our, our athletes at UC Berkeley, and some of them were going pro. One was Andre Carter. Andre Carter got drafted, first round draft pick to the Forty Niners mm-hmm. in two thousand and one. And when he was going on the, um, what do you call the rounds when you go and you interview at all the different um, football teams? Um, you just you just go interviews. You just you just fly in and you meet with the head coaches and um, yeah, this basically interviews. Okay, well, when he went out and he did all his interviews and those kinds of things, they actually um, one of the general managers, and I won't say which team said to his agent, you know, I can't really see that guy. I think he's a defensive line or linebacker, lineman. I get him mixed up. But defensive line, he said, I can't really see this guy on my defensive line. And the agent said, why? And he said, because, well, Andre wears glasses, and, you know, he uses those big UC Berkeley words, and, you know, he's dressed like a, a you know, he was dressed like a professional. He was like, this guy's too smart to to want to hit somebody hard on my behalf. And so his agent suggested to him that, you know, that he go out and when he goes um, and does his interviews that, you know, maybe he play it down a little bit. You know, maybe he, instead of looking more like the quarterback, look more like the linebacker, you know. And so that perception that people have of, you know, a certain kind of polished man, I mean, it's a real factor in our economics today of how people actually perceive men, you know. So, it, you know, we don't, you can't just come out and be rough and rugged anymore. People give you a job or not based on how you look. You know that's 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 wild that you said that. You know he he's not going to draft draft the guy based off of his look. Right. And you, you know a lot of these coaches they want to find you know guys that have that have that come from a ba- a tough background. Right. That uh, you know all they focus on are, are just, is just football. Right. You know nothing outside of that. They want a guy that's just single minded, linear thinker. This is what you do. You do it and you go. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you just bring that attitude. So for 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 Andre, and, and, I, and I totally disagree with the fact that toning it down, no, if, if that's who you are. Right. That's who you feel comfortable doing. Then you do that because guess right. what? Somebody out there will appreciate that, and it goes a lot further than coming in there with, tattooed up from the neck down right. and, 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 and talking about, you know, uh, going to the club and tearing the club. I mean, that's cool, yeah. but you know what? you got to grow from that. I mean, you got to be – it's a, basically a, an interview for a job. Right. So exactly. If, if, and if, that, you, and that I'd rather have a guy that's going to be professional, be on time, do this, do that, and, and if I'm going to invest in that, if I'm a GM, I see that, that I know he's dependable. Yeah. I know that he can be there every Sunday, right? And and therefore, in negotiations, we can cut a fair deal. I know what I'm getting, right? You know I, what I'm saying? I think things may have shifted today based on some of the things that have happened in in pro sports, where people might be looking more for, you know, Andre Carter. I mean, he was a great guy. I mean, I hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Andre. Yeah, I know. Him. 
Yeah, he got a good grade in my class and everything. He was one of the best in the class. The whole class was impressed with him. Um, so uh, I think that there's, you know, it's starting to move in that direction where people are like, okay, well, you know, I think I do want the clean-cut, smart guy from UC Berkeley that can hit hard. You know, there's a well, we, as it turned out, uh, Andre did get drafted pretty high. He was he was, he he was seven in the first round. <laughs> you know, and he's having a successful career, so it it does it does pay to be a metrosexual. It does. It really <laughs> <does>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it does. But um, as far as uh uh you know uh, Dr. King and 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 the politicians, I, I just think that. You know that that look does it has to to you have to look good and play the part. Yeah, I mean, it's all a part of it. And I'm wondering if any of your callers will call in to tell us. You know, if you, we were talking about Obama earlier mm-hmm. and, and and Hillary, I wonder if any of your callers will call in and tell us. You know, honestly, if people would vote for Obama or anybody, Edward McCain, whoever it is, yeah. you know, based on looks. The, what you know, are, you, do what, we, what are your that, thoughts on the presidential race? I mean, I haven't had a chance to. To look at it, I mean, I have to right. catch up on it. I'm, I'm not, I'm lost in the sauce. You know what I feel like? Um, you know, as your callers, I want your callers to call in and tell us that they would vote for people based on looks. But um, I, I think that this presidential election with Obama and Hillary in it is the equivalent of what Tiger Woods did for golf. Now, I'm not saying nothing bad about golf, but remember how everybody started watching because he was on? Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the kind of energy that's happening right now with the presidential election. People are talking about it in a way that didn't happen when Gore and Bush was going head-to-head um, eight years ago and didn't happen in a way when Kerry and Bush were going head-to-head four years ago. Well, I think so, there's a, a myriad of reasons why people are watching now because of the the current administration is doing such a bad job. <laughs> we got to pay attention to what we're going to vote in next and the fact that it is it is a diverse group this go around. You have right. a woman who is going for uh, the, going for the presidency and also you have an African American which is also intriguing so people are going to listen to what they have to say. Right. And and really my thing is this. I'm not going to necessarily look at the, the the president the, the the person, but more or less the people around them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who, who's on their team? Who are their te- who are they tied to? Because that's where they're going to get. That's where your success is going to come from. Not so much as the president. We all know that that, that position. If you can be a puppet in some ways, but I just think that the people around them, the team that you, you associate yourself with, will speak volumes. Um, uh, for Barack or, or Hillary, whomever, you know. So that's that's what I'm interested to see. Right, the actual people that they associate themselves with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's important. I think that um, I, I think that the country can only be served by this kind of energy that's that's going forward. I have a friend that uh, works with a, a U.S. congressman out of New York, and mm-hmm. and she she said all bets are off. The whole uh, election process and the uh, campaigning process that we're seeing right now is unprecedented. This kind of energy, people are putting millions of dollars into this part of their campaign, and you know, once once we the nominations come down to who the the final um, uh, 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 presidential nominees are going to be, they've still got a long way to go to November. But that that we're getting people that are just staying in there, hanging in there for the fight, because I think that we really do. People do really want to see a change um, here in the United States. Well, I don't think people just want to see it. I think people expect it. We're going to have to have something. It's going to be a change. So, who do you like? 
Who do I like? Yeah. You know, I'm torn because of my my affiliations. Just uh, you know, I could I could go uh, Barack or I could go Hillary, um, and it and it and it's based based uh, solely on my uh, relationships with people who are very connected to them and their campaigns. Uh, and and I in, in a way I feel like it's kind of unfortunate that we have two really good candidates kind of battling out to the end. Uh, because there's a use for both of them in, in, you know, in an executive office, an executive position in helping to lead our country. And I hope that no matter what happens, I'm not just being diplomatic here, no matter what happens, that there'll be a way to find uh, a spot for both Hillary and Barack um, when, uh, when the final verdict comes down about who's going to get moved forward because we got, we got good, strong candidates. And, and before, you know, uh, the, the Democrats have not you know, been able to put up somebody that that could go head to head with Bush. Well, maybe mm-hmm. Gore because he kind of won the first time. Yeah, uh, but that, that's a whole other story and a whole other conversation. But uh, but I think that there's room for both of them, uh, both of them at the top, uh, if we you know if we can if we can make it. But um, they, I, I would just have a tough time poking holes in either. Uh, Obama or Clinton, and, and the things that I do hear that people come up with um, criticisms about either really don't have a lot to do with their philosophies or their plan for America. It has more to do with some of the how they're running their campaigns and, and interpersonal things, you know. So, um, so I think that they're both good candidates. You know what? You know what I think? What? I think that you should run for president. You think I should run for president? That was well said. You you really. You really answered the question well. <laughs> well thank you. That, you know what that actually means? It doesn't mean, that was well done. Thank you. It doesn't mean I should run for president. It means I should be a speechwriter, and you should run for president, and I should write the speech. Uh, I go. should run for president, right? There we go. You got the looks. You got the position. You got the visibility. Let me get your wife on the phone. Oh, Let yeah, right. Let me get your right. wife on yeah. the phone. Right? So we're going we to have Eddie. Uh, we have George uh, for 2012. Now, if I were president, man, man, we would party. Right, right, right. <laughs> Chicken and waffles in the, at, the, at the White House. Exactly. Everybody exactly. we rolling through, Gino Shaw, everybody, right? All the players. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we would have a good time. Touch football to work, on the White House line. But I tell you what, though, whoever, whoever gets in this position, they have uh, a lot of work to do. Right. Um, in terms of, of turning this economy around and creating opportunities and, and, and really, really truly be about change because it, it has to happen. Uh, um, it, you, you just look around again, you know, I, I was in New Orleans um, and just seeing literally uh, thousands of tents under a bridge, mm. unacceptable. But it listen, is. we're going we're gonna to take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, will be our last segment, Dr. A.G., yeah. and hopefully we'll have some callers so they can okay. tell us what they think about the president's race and looks matter. If they're metrosexual, if they, <laughs> they agree with it, they don't. And, hey, we'll just continue to move on. So we'll come back in about two minutes. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. Rich, 
And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. On with me is our resident doctor, Dr. Ag, and we are talking about, I don't know, what are we talking a about? Metrosexual. Yeah, it's not we one thing that we're talking around. about. But I have a question here. Politics, metrosexual. Yeah. Uh, the King's dream, uh, Dr. King's dream, uh, you know, where are we now, the status of uh, exactly. It, exactly. NCAA sports, a lot of different things that we t- uh, touched on. Uh, now, let me ask you this. As mm-hmm. a, you know, the whole metrosexual thing, when is it, when is it too far? When do you push the, the the envelope on this thing? Is it? I know I do facials. I get the pedicure, manicure, massages, and that's it. Is it? Is it? You know, let's say your your husband came right. home and he got waxed, <laughs> his chest wax. He got a bikini wax. Now, would you yeah, start to question your mind? What's really going on? Right. Well, you know, I think that it goes too far if that if. Well, this is this is my meter. Now I'm talking about heterosexual relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They, they, I'm not not dismissing any other kind, but just in a heterosexual relationship right now, any time where it's going to take him longer to get, get get ready than me, we got a problem, right? <laughs> you can't prove you can't be prettier than the girl that you're dating. You right, know, right. you know, it's 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 an, there's an issue there. But yeah, I, I mean, I have a a good friend that 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 you know started to use like the. He's got more facial stuff than I do. Literally, I'm not. I'm not even making that up. But um, but he also works in that kind of field where people are looking at his face all the time, and they will come. Right. If you if, if you're on television, yes. If you're in the public eye, it behooves you right. to take care of yourself because you are the product. That's right. Oh, people are buying right. into you. That's right. You are the product. There's a there's a TV show. Um, not plugging TV show. What's well, not even on anymore? But uh, there's a TV show called New York. I love New York. Right. Oh. And they. They had a play. Had you ever seen that show? You mean with with the homegirl and 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 the, is it spinoff from Flavor Flav? It's like spinoff Flavor Flav. Mm. Where well, there's one guy that's in this that's in in her show, clearly a metrosexual Harvard bred attorney, cute as cute can be, 
And his hair was a little too long on the top. All he needed was somebody to just give him a smooth fade. Just go on ahead, lay that back just a little bit. That's all he needed. And I mean, he, he's a nine point five on a scale out, out, out of ten. People gave him such a hard time about his hair, as if he was carrying a, a, a raccoon on top of his head, just for that little bit of hair out of place. That's it, just a touch of hair. So, yeah, when you're in the public eye, so that that is not just if you're a, a newscaster. Well, if you're Eddie George and you're and you're and you're doing sports casting or you have your own radio show yeah. and that kind of stuff, but you can be an attorney or you can be a teacher or you can be a coach and people are looking at you yeah, and they're making are always, an assessment. First impression speaks volumes. When you yeah. walk out the door, you're always always auditioning. Right. You can be at the supermarket. You can be on the airplane <laughs> next to somebody. I know of situations where a, a guy was on the airplane and I forgot the, the whole story, but. The gist of it is that he did something unethical where he where he didn't tip the uh the uh the stewardess and he lost a business deal, a multi billion dollar business deal based off of his values. Oh yeah. You know, it's not it's not on the looks but right. it's, it's, my point is when you walk Perception. outside the door, you you always on. Yeah. You know, so it, it I I don't know. I, I just like taking care of myself because I just think it's you know, your nails and feet and all that is like cleaning your ears and keeping your ears clean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It really right. is. You know, how, how are you going to go to a poolside right. in the summertime yeah. with hair on your chest? Yeah. And you got claws on your feet. Right. It's embarrassing. It'll embarrass your family, your wife. Yeah. Crusty feet <laughs> out in public. Well, let, well, let me, it's I'm not acceptable. You. I have to ask you to. We well, have to. Well, I have a statement and a comment. Mm-hmm. No a statement and a question. I'll do the statement first. Okay. One is I am so going to make sure I have friends at Ebony, or at least I think I do. I think I have friends at Ebony. I want to make sure that you and your wife are featured in that Ebony issue. Uh, really hot black couples. Where oh. were you? What? Uh, what? You know what I mean? This is a. You guys need to be in there. I'm not even just saying this because I'm on your radio show and I talk to you all the time. When I looked at the couples that are in there, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And they need to have Eddie in here and his wife, you know. They need to have, I always want to call her Taj, but they want to have Eddie in here and tomorrow in here. So mm-hmm. um, you guys have got to be in there next year. I think you guys are a fabulous couple. Wow, I think, yeah. I think that you look good. I think that she looks good. I like your values. I like what you do in the community. So people need to know about you. So I will make sure that my friends at Ebony know to make sure that they include you guys because, um, because I think that you you really are you know a stand up couple uh, you know that that people can look up to you know the other couples can kind of look up to not to idolize right because that's yeah. when we leave that for God but um, but just I think that you guys should, well, should be well, in something thank like you. that thank you and I, I think she would appreciate that well guess what what we have a caller on hold okay don't let don't let's not keep him on hold I don't know who it is so caller you're on radio by George hello Eddie this is Whitney. Hey, Whitney, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. Good. Where are you well, calling from, Whitney? I'm calling from Franklin, Tennessee. Ah, <laughs> calling from Franklin, okay. That's you got a question right. or comment? Yes, um, I, you guys were, were talking about uh, would you vote for a president for their looks earlier. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, you know, I think, honestly, it's human nature for us to, you know, you were talking about, you know, looks really sell no matter mm-hmm. what business you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I don't care what anybody says. That is a factor, whether it's subconscious or not. Right. Mm. Um, 
And, you know, I think if Hillary were attractive, men would be all over her. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And, I, I mean, that, you know, women like Hillary a lot more than men, so that may be why. Right, because she's, she's not um, she, a threatening or something like that. She's right. not a Pamela Anderson looking. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, she doesn't, she's not threatening at all. Right? Yeah, you would tell That's her your right. secrets. You'd confide in her, and you'd leave her alone with your man. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh he, he'll be fine. Matter of fact, you can, you can lay next to Hillary. Yeah, yeah, go ahead for eight hours. <laughs> if you do, if you touch her, you're desperate. She's not the best. She's just, um, she's just, she's okay. She's okay. okay right. But you know what? Whitney, don't you think that men, uh, women get graded harder than men? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because on a scale of 1 to 10, Whitney, I mean, Whitney, you're, I'm sure you're fine. Um, Whitney <laughs> Hillary. Hillary is just fine. But, but I think for a, for a man, Obama gets the edge. Yeah. With the height and everything. And the... That's right. I, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> so, Whitney, let me ask you this. Do you think Obama's a metrosexual? Would you put, classify him as a metrosexual? Ooh. You know. Is, it, is metrosexual, I, I is that a negative I... term? No, I think that's a positive term. That that means, you know, that man is he knows how to dress. He's hot. He's confident. (laughs) And you know, even you know, he may be lacking a little bit in the hot area, but if he knows how to dress and he's confident That'll that'll shoot him up a few points. You know, it makes sense. That's right. And we had some callers in a few months back that were talking about what what made a man sexy, and they were talking about how he groomed himself and how he smelled and things like that. And it wasn't just big biceps. No offense, Eddie, because you got that too. But it was, you know, how he pulled himself together. Yeah, exactly. So now, now my other question is, if if we ran, if I ran Eddie for town council out there (laughs) in Franklin, Tennessee, because I think he ain't too far from there, would you vote for him for town council? Absolutely. All right. I'm saying that because she's on the show. He's like, no, I wouldn't vote for him. (laughs) Hey, I'm honest. I totally would. (laughs) I think people would vote for you, Eddie. I think they would. Oh, man. I think you should run. You think I should run? I I don't know about the politics, man. It's something I don't know. It's just, it's just so dirty, and they they put they put you on blast. You fair game. It, anything goes in politics. Well, you you just yeah. have to clean it up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Single-handedly, we'll Eddie. Do you consider yourself to be a metrosexual? You know what? Um, I have not embraced that term. I, <laughs> I just it's just something about it. It's just like right in the middle. You know, like bisexual. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a heterosexual, right. but I take care of myself. That's yes, that's you know what I'm saying. So I mean, I guess when people say, "Oh, you're metro," like what? <laughs> no, I'm not metro. I mean, do I, I right. have feminine mannerisms and all that? I mean, that's what you know. <laughs> well, I don't think a metrosexual necessarily. Well, some has people, feminine some people men. say that. I mean, you know, the, the most metrosexual men have feminine ways and values and all that stuff. Oh my goodness! Right. But you know what? That's Thank the end of our me. show. I want to thank Dr. A.G. and Whitney. Thank you for calling on a work day. Are you at work? I am. Ooh, you working on Martin? Okay. Let's talk about that. Thanks for calling in. Uh, We will talk to you all later, same time, same place next week. I'm Eddie George, and we out. Peace.
We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.